Tell us what you think about the Your Money, Your Wealth podcast for your chance to win a $100 Amazon e-gift card. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes and fill out the third annual YMYW podcast survey. You'll be in the running for the 100 bucks. U.S. residents only, no purchase necessary. Survey giveaway closes at 9 a.m. Pacific on September 21st, 2020. Today on Your Money, Your Wealth, the YMYW retirement plan spitball analysis was so popular that it's time for part two. Where do Roth conversions, primary residences, and rental real estate investment properties fit into your retirement plan? How much of Social Security is taxed? And will taking your pension lump sum before Social Security impact your taxes? I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, and lovers of long emails, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. Uh, if you have money questions, go to yourmoneyyourwealth.com and click on that button, Ask Joe and Big Al. Um, that button's back up and running, right, Andy? I believe so. I think it is. It should right. be. Test it. Find out. Let us know. All right. I think we're back. So we appreciate everyone kind of jumping through hoops here the last few weeks. Uh, but we did get all your emails. Uh, some people get very rambunctious, Alan. They do. It's like if I don't answer their question in 30 seconds. <laughs> we've had we've had, we we either get that or we get one that is like five pages long. Well, no, the ones that are five pages long, they want to get their financial plan ASAP. That's right. Right yes. on the air. Correct. And props. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it works that way. It's like, and the only ones that send us the five-page things or have all this money. So they're trying to have us say, oh, you did such a good job. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, we're getting all sorts of different types of interesting comments. Yeah, we Love are. your show, but we're, we're, this other show's better because they're not as sarcastic or something. <laughs> I didn't think we were sarcastic. Are we sarcastic? Sometimes. Maybe. I think, I think people like that. You know, I love the fact that we actually got a comment. Somebody said that you come on like a, an extra spray of cologne. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Joe. What, what, how do they describe me? I can't remember. A very nice person. Very, very nice person. <laughs> yes, and that's what you are. Uh, my name is Pam, and we live in Indiana. I would love to have your gentleman spitball our circumstance to see the best way to do a Roth conversion and retire. Okay. In that order? Yeah, I guess. So Pam's 58, husband's 66. I would like to retire now, but we'll lose my health insurance uh, suggestions. My husband, of course, qualifies for Medicare. So, all right. So breaking her stuff down. She's got $700,000, 730 in pre-tax accounts, three hundred twenty dollars in Roth, $100,000 in savings. That's pretty so, good tax diversification, yeah, I would say. That's not bad. That's about a million bucks, right? Yep. Well over. Yeah, 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, between eighty-eight and $100,000 in rental income per year. Wow, that's impressive. Very much so. Husband receives $1,100 in Social Security and a small pension of 400 So let's just call that $1,500. All right. Um, at 62, I'd receive $1,600 in Social Security. We own 29 rental properties. Wow. Wow. That, that keeps them busy. That's a lot of doors. It's <laughs> like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to fix the toilet. <laughs> uh, 
no mortgages and would consider selling them as part of the plan or leaving them to our children, whatever's best. Our home is paid for and is valued at $360,000. We don't have any debt and I'm currently working and my salary is $70,000. We put $26,000 in a 403B and the company match is $7,000. We put 14K in Roth IRAs and $8,100 in the HSA yearly. All right. Currently, what are, expenses are $2,300 a month. Our goal is to have fifty dollars to $60,000 annually, allows a couple of trips a year. Not sure what other information would be helpful. Well, Pam um, and husband in Indiana, yep. congratulations. Yeah, I think um, you're, you're all set. Well, I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's see. Um, well, they want, she, she wants um, 12 times. Okay, so the current monthly expenses are 27000 a year, $28,000 a year. And then let's add another $60,000 on top of that for travel. So that's $90,000. Just a rental income alone is 100000 Takes care of it. Yeah, even without the rental income, you know, the fixed income, especially when she collects Social Security and... Just, I would not take your Social Security at sixty-two because I, I she's got sixteen hundred dollars in benefit. Yeah, Pamela would push your benefit to age seventy. Right, unless there's health consequences for the both of you. Right, correct. Otherwise, I would just yeah, I, I agree. Because um, and then I would that they probably own those properties for quite some time, but um, yeah, and I'm thinking, I mean, even if they're a hundred thousand each, that's two point nine million of equity. Maybe they're one hundred fifty thousand each. You know, I have no idea, but it's several million dollars of equity. So a couple questions that um, you and your husband should ponder. As you get older, would you want to continue to have 29 properties? Um, because that seems like a lot of work. You might have a property manager right. you know, and have them do all the work and you just collect the checks, uh, which is great. But man, 29 properties just kind of seems as, as, as people get older, they want to consolidate a little bit more, right. not necessarily have that much, but, um, but it, it seems, I mean, they're real estate investors. They know what they're in for and maybe the kids would love to have those properties because they produce great income. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I, I just, I don't know what their cash on cash is, but let's just say it's 5%. It's probably higher, but that would put it at $2 million of value. So it's probably a great income. The, the problem, though, is it's a lot of work, sure. right? And so usually as people retire, they want to simplify rather than – so So there's a couple of – But they're still young. I mean, she's 50. No, I, no, I understand. Right? It's not but, like but, they're – But like they want to travel, right? So, so either – and I don't know if they have a property manager already or not, but if they don't, then that would be a, a, a way to go potentially. The, um, the, the thing about holding the properties uh, and just – you know, you living off the income, there's nothing wrong with that. But then all the buildup of equity, then the kids will get that. Well, I think that's a good plan, though. It's all right. Well, then the kids will get it. They get a step up in tax basis. So then if the kids right. don't want to have the properties, they can sell it and pay no tax. Yeah. Um, it gives them really good income through life. Uh, maybe some of the income is sheltered through depreciation. You know, there's probably some repairs and everything else. 
Mm-hmm. So I guarantee you the $100,000 or $88,000 that they're getting is not 100% showing up on their 1040. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Right? Right. So if I'm looking at it like that, he's already collecting his Social Security and pension. So we'll call it, they're in the 12% tax bracket and providing everything that they need. Yeah, potentially. So so then if we go to the question about Roth conversion, if you're in the 12% bracket, then then do a Roth conversion to the top of the 12% every year you can. Right. You're 58 years old. Yeah. You know, but your husband's 66. So there's, you know, um, a little bit shorter time frame for your husband. So you start at your husband's 401k or IRAs first. First, correct. Start converting those out. You could go to the 12 or even the 22% tax bracket because they got 730 in deferred accounts at 58. Um, even if it grows, half of it's hers, half of it's his. I would say mm-hmm. most of it might be hers. I, I, to guess, just looking at the social security number, right? Um, it looked like she probably made a little bit more wages than he did. That's what it looks like, yeah. Right? Um, and so maybe these are her liquid assets because she's saving into the 403B. Maybe he was buying the real estate. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Right. Um, but if this is all in her name, then, you know, then she's got a lot more time to convert. But if it's yeah. in his name, then you would probably want to convert to the 22 because at 730 it could grow. And then now you have your social security, his social security, his pension, the real estate income, and then the RMDs tax brackets could be who knows when. Um, so taking advantage of the 12% is no brainer. 22 looks pretty good. Yeah, may, maybe it just depends. Like it just if, depends, right? If, if this is mostly her money in pre-tax, then she would have um, fourteen years yeah. to convert. So tell her RMD. So there's a lot of time. Ton of time. Um, let's see what else. Health insurance. Well, I don't know. I you can still afford. You don't spend any money, Pam. Um, right? You could just bank in another fifteen thousand bucks for health insurance for private. Yeah, and you've got a you've got a HSA plan currently, so just buy a similar plan. The the premiums aren't that high. I mean, relative to other kinds of plans, keep putting money into the HSA. I don't know if you can have a, um, well, well, I guess you can at fifty eight, but you can at sixty five. Yeah, you, all the way to sixty five. Uh, husband cannot, but but Pam can. So. Um, so I think you're there. I, I mean, too. if I'm if I'm spitballing here, yeah, yes, uh, I would say this is not advice. This is called a spitball. A spit a spitball analysis. <laughs> yeah, it's free. Uh, um, I'd say go for it. Right? Yeah, right. Um, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Pam, you're in, you're in a great position. I would I would do Roth conversions at least to the twelve percent. I would consider twenty two. I don't know whether that would make sense or not. You'd have to look at that more. But you're in a great spot to do everything you want to do, and just go ahead and and buy the health insurance and enjoy life. Get a property manager if you don't have one, so you can travel. All right, congratulations, Pam. Job well done. We got Minnesota nice native. All right, cool. Subject to your money, your wealth. <laughs> I like Please that. use. Wow. Wow. Yo. And then it Yo, says that, Andy rocks we'll get a, in the subject we'll get a line younger so they don't get on. That way. <laughs> We're changing. We're changing the <laughs> yo money, yo wealth. Um, hi, Andy. Big Joe. Or, or Big Joe. Hi, Andy. Big Alan Joe. Joe, sorry for last billing, but this may be more of a Big Al question. And well, Andy is just awesome the way she keeps you guys in mind. Uh, Joe, we're. From near your old stomping grounds, Rochester, Minnesota. Oh, a little southern Minnesota boy. All right. Sounds good. 
Oh, I don't know if it's a boy. It's just a Minnesota nice native. (laughs) That's all we know. Got it. Writing in on behalf of my retired 69-year-old mother. All right. Okay. She asked me to review some of her financials to determine if anything needed to be adjusted. I do have a financial planning degree, but haven't practiced, so I don't have a CFP designation, uh, so I don't understand most financial concepts, but probably know enough to be dangerous. So I have a financial planning degree. But I don't know I don't know anything. Actually, he does say, I do understand most financial concepts, but probably know enough to be dangerous. Oh, I thought you said I don't. Well, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just kissing up because he kissed <laughs> up to you. Um, all right. So let's see here. Mom's got inherited stocks, $240,000 with a basis around one hundred twenty. Of this, hundred sixty is in Apple. This concerns me. Yeah, that would concern me too. Same. Uh, yep. She hasn't touched it since inheriting it, but it may be time, and she is okay with putting some of it in other assets. She's got about $100,000 in an IRA with an annuity, $55,000 in a regular annuity, $250,000 in IRAs, forty k um, in the checking account. Okay, did you add all that up there, bud? So we got 250, got, 350, uh, so 350 plus four, five, plus. 600, call it 700,000 bucks. Okay. Current income. In regards to the annuity, she need, needed reassurance of a base level of income. She's drawing on them and is pulling $1,200 a month out of those for the next 15 years. Her social security is about $1,000 a month. Uh, she's currently living with her longtime boyfriend, um, and her living situation may change in the next five to 10 years due to him being older in male versus female, lifespans, et cetera. At that point, she's planning on a modest apartment here in the Midwest. She has always lived conservatively and has goals to be comfortable and pass assets on to her children, and in my case, her grandchildren. Ooh. So Minnesota nice is he's, 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 he's all set. He's got a disclaimer. Yeah. He's right. Like, hey, I don't need her money. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I got a financial planning <laughs> degree. I made the most of it. I'm wealthy now. <laughs> I killed it. Uh, so he's got some questions here. She, um, since she has very low or no income taxes at this point, should she be converting traditional IRAs to Roth IRAs given her living situation may change at some point and RMDs are around the corner. Uh, yeah, if she's not in any type of tax bracket, you could convert at least you know some tax free. Convert a little bit more at the ten percent, and convert a little bit more at the twelve. Correct. She's got uh, not a ton in retirement accounts, but no, about three hundred some odd thousand bucks. She's already yeah. taking some from the annuity. I'm not sure if it's the regular annuity that's ordinary income, but yeah, I would probably. Look at doing some conversions there. I think I would sell the Apple stock first, though. I think her Apple stock is 160 makes up too much of her overall non-annuity investments of 490. Because um, because you can use that 12 percent bracket, sell the Apple stock, and pay no capital gain at least to the feds. Yeah, for sure. So like, so I mean, so th- th- there's two tax plays here. There's tax yeah. gain harvesting where right. she could sell some of the the Apple stock and not get hit in taxes, or she could take the money and convert it. Um, how old's mom? 69. 69. So she's Alrighty. got three years before RMD. So so the way that that works, for example, let's just say mom's taxable income is 20000 And the top of the 12% bracket is about 40000 So she could sell roughly $20,000 of gain in stock. And let's just say the basis is one half of the value, right? So she could sell 40,000 of Apple stock to produce a $20,000 gain and pay no tax. That way she could get diversified over the next couple of years. 
Yeah, I would definitely get rid of the Apple stock. I mean, we, at 69, but she doesn't necessarily need the money. So maybe hold on to it. Well, Who cares? I mean, they just did a split. I know, but it's just that it's, it's a 33% of your assets in one stock. That makes me nervous. Yeah, I know. You're very conservative, though. <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, I mean, it, it's going to, let's say if he inherits that Apple stock, it's going to his kids. Yeah. So you could look at it as like, all right, well, we got a, a hundred some odd thousand dollars that potentially is going to go to my grandkids. It's going to get a full step up in tax basis I know, there. But, but she might need it because her living situation I would, may I would run the numbers a little bit more to see how much money that she actually needs on top of social security right. and on top of, you know, once the annuities are gone, she's 70, 85 is when the annuity income. So she's pretty close to life expectancy in 15 years. Maybe she doesn't need any of the other income. I'd keep the Apple stock and let it go to give to the grandkids. I'd sell some this year and some next year. Well, I listen to your show very often and love the dynamics you all bring and have going on. Uh, We greatly appreciate your thoughts and insight. Take care. Minnesota Nice Native. Hey, speaking of cap gains, do you have any idea what's going to happen with capital gains if Biden wins the election or if Trump wins the election? Joe and Big Al are talking about that and all things taxes tomorrow, Wednesday, August 26th at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the YMYW Live Tax Update webinar. Don't miss your chance to have the fellas answer your tax questions on the spot and find out what the 2020 election may mean for future tax laws and the overall financial landscape. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes and sign up for the YMYW live tax update webinar. But hurry because that's tomorrow. And don't forget, you can send in your tax and other finance related questions in advance by clicking the Ask Joe and Al on air banner in the show notes too. Uh, we got Bob. He writes in from San Diego, Big Al. Okay. Um, he goes, I won't bother you with the details, uh, but I have four pages here that I got to read. <laughs> there seem like a lot of details here. <laughs> it sure does. I wonder what is... Uh, uh, my uh, non- gross income is $86,242.57. That's a joke, Al. I know you're looking on the page for it. So where is that? Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, But I've been watching you guys on Sunday mornings, Your Money, Your Wealth. Um, I like how you put that in, like we were on another TV show or something. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, And previously, a devoted watcher of all things Susie Orman. Okay. I watch because I've never had a passion or desire for for following the market, day trading, etc., but have always sought out the experts. Bottom line, I'm not very smart about where to put my money or how to make it grow. So I've searched for the smart guys and ladies to help. I've just turned 60 and retirement cannot come too soon. Uh, That said, I recall a commercial from several years ago that had a tagline of what's your number? How much do you need to retire? So here's a simplified version of my balance sheet. Okay. Okay. All righty. <laughs> Let's see. He's got an investment portfolio of $2 bucks. Checking is $200,000. Uh, retirement accounts with current employer, uh, $100,000. Florida house, equity, rental, no mortgage, $350,000. California house, uh, $1.4 million Portfolio uh, market value 1.1 equity. So there's 3.6 million, uh, Big Al. Okay. Uh, he's got a military retirement. Uh, thank you very much, Bob, for your service of 65,000 bucks. He's got a rental income, 24,000. Social Security doesn't know yet. Um, he's got some liabilities, 300, some odd, 350, let's call it, uh, from the current mortgage. Below, son still sucking from the family teat. 
but soon to be independent, fingers crossed. Um, so utilities, um, not much there. So planned lifestyle expenses. Conversion of a detached garage. All right, so he wants to do that. So consider selling the Florida home, maybe thinking that. So that would reduce his rental income from 2000 to about 1500 eventually may lead um, to on-site care provider. All right. Wants to buy a motorhome, 250 right. to 300 grand. That's a nice one. That's real nice. Um, own it for five years and then get rid of it for 120 to 150 or maintain it and rent it to others. So he's going to be in the business of renting a motorhome. Wow. He wants to travel, lots of travel. Yeah. So I guess here we go. What's the best plan for the purchase of the motorhome? Use the proceeds to invest a portfolio, sell the Florida house. Um, so let's see. What, where, where's his questions? Okay, here we go. How are we doing? Seriously. Perhaps better than some, many, but not necessarily Rockefeller or rock star status. I would agree with that, Bob. You're doing pretty good. Sounds like you have really good fixed income. You've saved some money. You have yeah. very little debt. Um, so, yeah, kudos to you. Congratulations. Number two, if we sell the Florida house and split the proceeds between the building cost of uh, the ADU and purchase of the motorhome, are we going to get shellacked with a huge tax bill, <laughs> i.e., with the $350,000 be considered regular home in a single year? Um, uh, all right. And then, so we'll, I guess, answer that question. So do we know the basis? So $350,000 is the, the market yeah, value it doesn't of the Florida say. home. What so, so you have, um, Bob, you gotta, you, you gotta tell us, or you gotta look at what did you pay for it and how much have you depreciated? So let's say you, you bought, you bought it for a hundred and you depreciate it to 50,000. So you wrote off 50,000. Now it's worth 50. So we'll just use that example. You sell it for 350 net $50,000 basis, $300,000 gain. So you live in San Diego, my friend, which means it's subject to California tax, even though it's located in Florida. For you to avoid California tax, you'd have to be a Florida resident. So we're going to add California tax, um, not really knowing what your other income is, but you know, let's just say- It's going it, to be 400, 500 because he's got his pension of 60. He's yeah, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's probably going to be mostly 15% federal, maybe some 20%. So we'll, we'll just start with 15. We'll add a little bit. Then state of California, probably 9.3. Let's just call it. So Net investment income tax. Yeah. So we're now, yeah. So we're now at, at we'll call 25%. it 15 to 10. We're 25% plus net investment income tax, which is another almost 4%. So let's call it 30%. 30% of 300. So that's about 100,000. Just, I don't know what the basis is, but that's how you calculate that. Uh, and then you got depreciation recapture there, bud, too. Which makes it a little bit higher, which is why I added, <laughs> added a little the, bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. See, you're rounding right yeah, there. Yeah, I'm rounding up. Cool. Okay. Um, if I tap into my Social Security at 62, my estimated monthly stipend will be $2,000 a month at 67, 3000 at 70, 3800 When should I begin to draw my benefits? Well, you have other income, Bob. I would push that Social Security out as long as you possibly can. I would too, although I don't think you told us what you need to live off of, but assuming that you don't need the money right now, then push it out. Bottom line, if I retire at 62, how much can I spend annually? All right, well, let's see. Um, how much time do I got? Um, <laughs> About 30 seconds. Well, let's, let's just say. <laughs> well, hold on. I can, we can do this real quickly. Okay. Um, he's got, call it 
Um, I'm going to go 2.3 okay i'm gonna say 2.3 million all right let's go four oh, percent for... there 92 plus 65 thousand right plus plus call it thirty-six thousand uh, social security if he does 67 um, just to throw out a number all right and then plus is he married um maybe not doesn't say so all right well right now without any rental income if you sell the florida home uh, you could spend about $160,000 without any rental income and without um, Social Security. Yeah, and that's inclusive of taxes. So maybe you spend one forty or one yeah one sixty one thirty. You know, whatever. Right. So I mean, if, you're pretty close. I mean, this is of course really back of the envelope yeah. kind of stuff. You would want to run the numbers here. This is a spitballing. Yeah, this is spitballing. But if Bob goes, hey, yeah, a better question with this novel he wrote us would be like, hey, Bob, you know, I'd like to spend about a hundred thousand dollars a year. Is yeah. that feasible? Yes. Yeah. Then but we, if you want to get an exact number, well, now you're selling a home, you're, you're building on other things. There's going to be taxes there. You're buying a motorhome, then you're selling the motorhome. Yeah. There's a lot of decision points along the way. And then you're saying, hey, if I want to retire at 62, if he spends 50 grand a year, then yes, retire tomorrow. Yeah. But if you're spending $250,000, you need more assets. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I like your math. So I would round it down just for, just for conservancy. So let, let's say 150 gross and take out 30 for tax. So you can spend 120 plus your rental income. How about and that? And then plus social security. No, I re- we already added that. No, name. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No. I thought you did. No. Okay. That's just the assets. Oh, that's just the assets. I said no social security, no. Okay. Right? Okay. So he's at so, 150 and then he's going to have another 30 some odd thousand dollars there. So you okay. call it, you know, he's close to $200,000 if he keeps the rental yeah. or then he's got this other parcel that he's going to rent yeah. out, get 1500 bucks. It's going to be 175 to 200 grand. Yeah. So for most people that we know, that's plenty to live off of. Right. But he's retiring at 62. So you're going to have a bridge the gap depending on how much it, that he's spending to, to push the social security to 70. Of course. That's going to keep him in a fairly low tax bracket he's got three million bucks in you know retirement accounts that he probably wants to convert to Roths. so while, while he's in lower brackets right but while yeah. he's in lower brackets yep um so th- there's a lot of moving parts here but i guess to, to answer the the question i think he's done a great job um i think he's on track to do whatever he wants to do unless he wants to spend you know 250 grand right hello andy l and joe uh, Jim from Santa Cruz calling. Love your show. Best financial podcast that I found, and I've tried at least a dozen. Wow. How do you try a podcast? <laughs> you taste it. <laughs> you just turn it on and see if you like it yeah. or not. Um, well, Jim, appreciate. Uh, it must have been one of our words. better podcasts yeah. that he actually wanted to listen to another one. Right. So I don't know if we have a better one. But <laughs> I have a question that I'm hoping uh can be answered on the podcast well here you are jim it's your lucky day uh, my wife and i plan to spend our first few years of retirement in europe during uh, that time we like plan that. to rent out our home which we purchased in 2003 upon returning to america we will move back into the home and expect it to be our primary residence for several years very cool jim i like his vision of retirement already. yeah i'm uh can I can I come with you, Jim? Yeah, big Al. He's I'm ready. To get the hell out. <laughs> uh, 
when we sell our home, what will be the tax implication of the rental period? I understand that any appreciation would normally be tax-free since the home we have been our primary residence for at least two of the preceding five years, but will the rental period affect that? So he's talking about the 121 tax exclusion where you can exclude $500,000 if you're married from any type of gain of a primary residence as long as you lived in the house two in the last five years. Um, if we take the depreciation if we take the depreciation during the rental period, do we have to give it back when we sell the home? Uh, he thinks there's an option. Yes, to does. take depreciation there. Yep, he does. Uh, will our cost basis be affected? Any other stuff we ought to consider? Yeah. So here, here's how that works, uh, Jim. The you purchased the home in 2003, so it was an originally a residence. So this is going to affect my answer, right? And so because it was originally a residence. So you leave for a few years and then you come back. Now, when you come back, you've got to reestablish living two out of the last five years. So once you come back, you have to live in it at least two more years before you sell it. But then you'll get the $500,000 exclusion uh, as a married couple. I guess he doesn't say, does he? Or, or $250,000 single. Uh, Yes. The, My do, wife and I plan to spend our first few years. Oh, in, oh you're right. Okay, so $500,000. Now, you, the amount during the rental period, you have to take depreciation. And in fact, if you don't take depreciation, the IRS presumes that you should have taken it because it's allowed or allowable. So make sure that you take it because you're going to be docked it anyway. So let's say you take- You're going to pay it back even yeah, if you didn't get the tax benefit. That's right. You're going to say you take $20,000 of depreciation. So there's $20,000 of depreciation recapture. But I will tell you what happens to a lot of folks. It depends upon your income. You may not even get to deduct that depreciation because of the passive loss rules. And, and then if it's suspended, by the time you sell the property, it frees up all those passive of loss depreciation and the two things net together. So that was a lot in a short amount, but <laughs> I started talking CPA speak there. A couple CPAs say, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I guess the bigger, the bigger question, the bigger issue is, yes, you have to take depreciation. Go, go ahead and take it. Maybe you'll get a tax benefit. And if you do, yeah, you'll pay that back, but you got the benefit. So no harm, no foul. Yeah. Um, he's got another question here. He's uh, also, uh, below is the formula for determining taxable portion of Social Security. Thank you for sending us that formula, Jim, because I would have been lost without it. <laughs> we, got, we got the whole IRS table. <laughs> I know. He sent us the whole IRS this document is, This here. is very good. Uh, do these brackets change every year? Um, more exactly, when we retire in 2025, is the top of the 15% married brackets likely still to be 44000 uh, Thanks for all you do. Okay, no, they haven't moved those brackets in forever. No. Um, so they don't adjust those for inflation or they haven't adjust those for inflation. But will they between now and 2025? Who, who, who knows? Who knows? I mean, but, we don't know. I mean, they, but they, I mean, it's been these numbers for a decade or two. Oh, well, more than that. Yeah, yeah. for a while. Um, so if you look at 40, why he's saying $44,000 in, in GM, what you need to figure out too is what your provisional income is. Uh, so it's not adjusted gross income, it's provisional income to determine how much of your social security is gonna be subject to tax. It's not a 50% tax bracket. 50% of the benefit will be then included in your adjusted gross income. Uh, provisional income is calculated with your adjusted gross income with some addbacks. And the addback would be half of your social security, um, just for all 
to keep this really simple. Yeah. Uh, so take half your Social Security plus your adjusted gross, add it together. If it's over $44,000, then half of your Social Security is going to be subject to tax. Uh, or if it's more than 44000 then 85% of it is going to be subject to income tax. Yeah, so, but one, one, one thing I want to say, you take your adjusted gross income minus Social Security. So you start with that. Then you add, add back, back half of the Social Security. Yes, very. Yeah, you add half of your Social mm-hmm. Security into your adjusted gross. You don't, you don't add it twice. Got it. Yeah. Thank you for that clarification. Um, so, yeah, if it's over $44,000, then 85% of your benefit is subject to income tax, or the amount over that is going to be taxed at 35% is but, a better way to But say I would that. say if you're trying to do this for planning purposes, it's probably not going to change because it hasn't changed for a long time, but we don't know that for sure. Right. And so... Um, even for provisional income purposes, um, municipal bond interest is is calculated in that number. That's another add back. That's right. Um, the only thing that, not only thing, I shouldn't say that, um, Roth IRA distribute, distributions is not included in provisional income. Yes, agreed. Uh, so if you have a lot of money in Roth IRA accounts and you're taking distributions from that, that's not going to show up anywhere on the tax return. So you could potentially have a very high income and pay very little tax if you do the appropriate planning. So uh, keep listening to the show, GM. You'll, you'll, you'll find a lot more strategies like that um, if you go back into the archives. Good luck. Find out how to maximize your benefits and avoid a social security letdown on an all new episode of the Your Money, Your Wealth TV show and download the newly updated social security handbook for free. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes where you can access the full transcript of the podcast you're listening to right now, watch the YMYW TV show, and download the Social Security Handbook all free, all courtesy of YMYW. No thanks are necessary, but we would love it if you wanted to do us a solid and spread the word. Email a friend about the podcast and follow YMYW on social media and share our stuff on your socials. We got Iona. Great. Uh, She writes in. I think it's Alona. Ilona? Alona. Alona. Iona? What did you say? I-L-O-N-A. Ilona. Ilona. Yeah. That, okay. That, you know, when you get the capital I and it looks it like looks two It looks like eyes. a double I. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I get say, it. Two Ona. <laughs> <laughs> Iona. Ilona. All right. Whatever. I'm sorry. Ilona. All right. Hi, Joe and Al. I've been watching you both for many years. Uh, for those of you who are confused when they say watch us. Yeah, because you uh, don't watch a podcast. You don't watch usually. a podcast. You listen, you go to yourmoneyyourwealth.com. You can see Al and I on um, on our television program. So, Which a, just a, happens to have the same name. Yes, it's Your Money, Your Wealth. It's, it's, it's part of our brand. Yeah, maybe. right. It's part of our being. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a coincidence. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Can't believe. All right. I'm 62 and currently unemployed. I'm thinking of retiring and withdrawing my pension as lump sum and start social security. Should I first take my pension, then social security? Does this impact my taxes? Thanks for keeping the great topics on finance on the show. Um, if you're going to take the lump sum, Ilona, uh, there would be no tax event by taking the lump sum. Um, the tax event occurs when you take distributions. So well, people get confused. It's like, all right, I'm going to give you $500,000 lump sum or $1,500 a month for the rest of your life. And people say, okay, well, I'm going to take the lump sum. I'm going to get 500000 And they assume that that 
could be a taxable event to them. Well, it can be. They, they have to put it into an IRA. Correct. So if they forget to put it in an IRA, it's fully taxable. Yeah, yeah but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen to, to... No, but we get that question sometimes. I don't, like, I don't want to take the lump sum. I don't want to pay all the taxes. Correct. Um, so if she took the lump sum of whatever dollar figure it is. She didn't, she didn't share that information. She would roll that directly into an IRA. Yep. Um, so there would be no big tax bill. And then whatever she withdraws from the IRA is going to be subject to tax. Right. So if she rolled over in this hypothetical example, $500,000 lump sum, she takes that, rolls it into an IRA, no taxes due, and then takes out $20,000 through the course of the year. 20000 would be subject to tax, not the five hundred. And then uh, would that affect her social security? It could, or it, it may or may not, depending on what her deductions. And but she else. may also be asking, so what if I do that and I could take, but I need 30,000 or 40,000, whatever. So do I take 20 from pension and then do I start social security and get another 20 from that? Or do I just take 40 in from the IRA and delay my social security? I would delay Social Security because in most cases, well, uh, does she live in California? Well, she watches our TV show. She probably does. Yeah, probably. The, the, the state of California is not going to tax Social Security benefits, right? Yeah. So that's a pretty big benefit because we have a very high tax rate in the state of California. Yeah. So in other words, if you can delay your, your Social Security benefits, you get higher income, which is tax favored. Right. And then potentially only 85, at the worst case, only 85% of the benefit is going to be subject to tax. Yeah. So I now I delayed my benefit. Benefit. I have a lot larger benefit that's tax favored. I'm not t- taxed in California and at most only 85% where uh, IRA distribution is fully taxable from state and federal. So I would want to burn those dollars out, defer my social security, have a lot larger benefit that's tax favored. Yeah. I think that the only downside I could think of is, is if the lump sum isn't that big and you end up burning through that whole lump sum, and so you've got no other resources except Social Security. But that, wouldn't you want a lot larger benefit? I would, but I'd also I'd also like to have some money in in savings well, that yeah, I can I draw want upon. I want to eat it too. I, I do. <laughs> I want I want a billion dollars. <laughs> but I mean, you're, look at interest rates right now. Yeah. Where are you going to get an eight? Because if you delay Social Security, right? Ilona is going to receive an 8% delayed retirement credit from her full retirement age to age 70. Right, but she's only 62 now. Right, she takes it at 62. She's going to receive a 25% permanent haircut on those dollars. I, I know, but all I'm Ilona saying- Ilona seems very I, I, spry and healthy. She's going to have a long, <laughs> right? So she takes yeah. her Social Security at age 62, okay? So she's 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 got a permanent lower benefit, right? And then she still burns through her money. Right. Because she wants to, you know- Visit Big Allen in Hawaii. It's expensive there. <laughs> I'm just saying inst- she may not be able to delay all the way to age 70. So there might be some kind of hybrid depending upon her circumstances. Well, she could um, work longer is the, the, the best answer. Yeah, or at least work part-time. So work longer like, and don't spend any money. Yeah, but that, that's, all, <laughs> that's always the best answer, yeah. but that's not a popular answer. No, it's awful. Yeah. Um, but th- th- there's... There's consequences with choices, though. If she takes her Social Security, if she's strictly worrying about taxes, because this is what this this conversation's about. If I take the lump sum, right, how does this impact my taxes? Yeah, right. So she's concerned about taxes. So we alleviated that. It goes into an IRA. Right. No, ta- and no taxes. D- delay your Social Security as long as you possibly can. If Ilona was my mother, that is exactly what I would tell her. 
because it's like you would want to make sure that you lock in a lot higher rate. And right now with the markets as, as they are, and depending on how much money that you have and how much that you're drawing from, you probably have to be somewhat conservative with interest rates almost at zero. I mean, it's like I would much rather have a guarantee by the government a, a lot higher rate of return. And I know some people are like, oh, it's do, not going to be do, there. Do you trust the government? Do you trust the government? <laughs> You're this an idiot. A, it's not a political show. Yeah, it's not going to So whatever. Um, that's what I would do. So good luck with that, Ilona. But good news is, is that there's no tax if you do the lump sum if you roll it into an IRA. See me, John? See me, John. See him, John? See him. See him. All right. All right. Senior YouTube videos where it suggested that a spouse, me, can receive Social Security benefits up to 180% if caring for a disabled child. I've been doing so uh, for the life of my now 25-year-old who currently receives Social Security benefits and Medicaid. I just turned 62. My wife is 64, and we would like to retire as soon as possible. We've spoken to two local financial advisors and a Social Security attorney. I didn't know there was such a thing as a Social Security attorney. <laughs> Yeah, learn something every day, right? Um, and none of them are familiar with this. Uh, we need advice on how to proceed. Perhaps you can advise us. So he's asking, um, receive 180% of Social Security benefits? Yeah. And that was on our YouTube channel. Yeah, I don't remember saying that, but maybe we did. Did someone hack it? <laughs> <laughs> but that's a correct statement. Um, in fact, when you go to the Social Security website, uh, it's, it's between 150 and 180% of the benefits. Uh, they don't explain which one, you know, which one you get. But here, here's what I thought would be important, because uh, when you go to the, the Social Security website, you get lost, as most governmental websites. This is an example. I think this will kind of help illustrate it. This was... Um, I think written by, who was it written by? Oh, Elder Law Net. Um, so this is the... <laughs> I, is that a person? Yeah, it's <laughs> Elder. <laughs> anyway, and here's the title. I think this is fits. Sp spouses may qualify for early Social Security benefits if they care for a child with disabilities. So here's the example. When a parent of a child with special needs retires and begins receiving Social Security retirement benefits, her child may qualify for Social Security disability insurance based upon the parent's work record if the child's disability manifested itself before the child turned uh, 20, age 22 years old. But a little known provision in the Social Security regulations allows for the spouse of the retiree to also receive Social Security benefits, even though he is not yet re uh, reached retirement age so long as he's caring for a child with disabilities at home, which I think is our case here. Here's the, ex uh, the actual example. Father retires and begins receiving Social Security because his daughter developed a disability prior to turning 22. The daughter will begin receiving SSDI benefits at this point, Social Security Disability Income. Furthermore, because the 58-year-old mother is caring for the couple's daughter at home, she may be also to be able to receive spousal Social Security benefits, even though she hasn't reached the minimum retirement age. Of course, there's a catch, and the catch is there's that limitation of between 150 and 180 percent, which is the how they calculate the family benefit. And the, in this particular case, the daughter's benefit could be reduced, but the family benefit itself could be higher. 
the maximum family. the maximum family benefits. So that is a, that is a true statement. Now, um, in terms of how you go about this, I would probably go to the Social Security office and then you get someone that's never heard of it and then ask for the supervisor. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then try again. <laughs> this is not easy stuff. Uh, but but um, I think what we'll do is we'll uh, put this article in the show notes. Take a look at it. And I think this maybe will help you with what you're trying to do. Quick derail coming up at the end of all of this. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Get a free, detailed, personalized assessment of your overall financial situation by clicking the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. I am, so I have a question. Yeah. The, the term spitball, I've heard you say that. I've heard Brian Perry of our office say it. I'd never heard that before. Is this just something I missed and it's been around a long time? I would that? say it's, no, I think it's more, maybe it's a Midwestern thing. Okay. Maybe that's it. Brian Perry's, well, he's from the East Coast. Yeah, because I had never heard it until you and Brian Perry started saying it. Spitball? Yeah. Well, the reason that Pam is saying it is because that was actually in the title of uh, a recent podcast. So oh. you guys did a spitball analysis of some people's retirement plans. And got so it. now Pam is asking for one. Okay. Got and it. that is because of the fact that Joe said, we're just spitballing here. So that's got why it. I titled the episode. So, you, so it's, it's you, you're spreading it. Yes. Yep. Uh, yes. I use that term all the time. <laughs> just spitballing. Right? It's just... I, I like the term. I just have never heard it before. But there's a lot I haven't, I don't know. So. Yeah. <laughs> you live a sheltered life, Al. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>